0: Welcome to the latest edition of the Ask Qubit About Analytics podcast, brought to you by Qubit, the trusted experts in analytics. Our goal is to cut through the jargon and hype around analytics and data science and share practical advice to guide you on your analytics journey. You can find us at qubit.com. That's Q U E B I T.com. Thank you for joining me today. I'm AG Tan. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's edition of the Ask Qubit About Analytics podcast. I'm AG Tan, and thank you so much for joining me today. Um, also with me today is Lee Allgood, who is currently Qubit Sales Executive for the Southeastern United States, but Lee actually has a past as a customer of Qubit's, in which he was involved in analytics implementations at customers, and that's actually what I'm planning to ask him about today. So hello, Lee.
1: Hi, AG. How are you this afternoon?
0: I'm great. Thank you. Thanks for being here.
1: Yeah, I appreciate it.
0: So, Lee, going back in time to when you were a customer of Qubits, um, I was wondering if we could start with you providing an introduction to what you used to do and how you started getting involved with analytics.
1: Sure. um... So, AGI worked for a manufacturing company uh, selling B2B uh, B B, and um, was part of what we referred to as a strategic planning team. And we, from a, I'll say an analytics perspective at that time, were kind of what I'll call traditional uh, in the sense that it was more or less traditional BI reporting dashboarding and had identified the need or desire to really get into the predictive prescriptive analytics arena. And so I was tasked with leading a group to help the company identify opportunities for the application of predictive analytics and really work with different business units to put economic value on those opportunities and then uh, put together or put forth an effort to address a specific business problem. And through that process, we were seeking to build our skills in-house such that we could over time become self-sufficient with applying the relevant tools to uh, the various business use cases.
0: So That's really interesting to me. So it sounds like, and please correct me if I'm wrong, It sounds like somebody in the organization felt predictive would be a good thing, but didn't necessarily have a business problem to apply it to, and then you got tasked with going off and finding a business problem to match the technology, is that fair to say?
1: Uh, Yeah, if you kind of roll the clock back, this this was, uh, gosh, probably seven years ago now and at that time within the business there were i'll say proponents who believed in the potential for predictive analytics there were others who were skeptics really weren't convinced that it could fit uh or solve a problem within the business and so we i'll say agreed to take some measured steps uh, relatively low cost relatively low risk to really prove to ourselves was there there a use case, was there application, and could we show uh, bottom line benefit to the business that would then lead to uh, investment in tools and investment in people and possibly organizational change to align resources to then really go after uh, a much broader set of analytic opportunities.
0: Yeah, that sounds like a very sensible approach. Um, just even, you know, getting together, regrouping and doing some internal research, if you will, on what the business problems might be before jumping straight in.
1: Right. And, you know, at that time, of course, uh, advanced analytics was a very, very hot topic. Uh, vendors were coming from just about every direction you might consider. Right. And uh, the, I'll say the hype around it is I think what also drove some of the, I'll say healthy skepticism.
0: Right. Well, I, I do like this story because absolutely the hype is, is high um, in in predictive analytics and AI and so on. But it's reassuring that a company would actually Take that skeptical approach, not shut the door to it, but try to find a way to make it work.
1: Yes, it was uh, a very measured experiment uh, that I won't spoil it, but turned out to be very, very positive.:
0: All right, great. Can you maybe elaborate on on that? background and tell us something about a specific one of the business problems that was identified and that you decided to move ahead with at that company?
1: Uh, Sure. Um, So I think I mentioned earlier, the manufacturing company I worked for uh, was a a B2B manufacturer uh, selling products through retail distribution. And had about 25,000 customers around the country. And the company provided product samples to those retailers that they could put on display in their stores. And for the company, that uh, product sample expense was measured in many tens of millions of dollars uh, and from an overall selling expense perspective was number two only behind salaries for the sales team Wow! So, very very large expense and as our cfo was fond of saying he knew that half of our sample budget was wasted he just didn't know which half right and so what we wanted to do was look at our customer base and in consideration of new product launches look at product attributes price uh, how the product was constructed end use market you know in terms of the market we were targeting with that product and then look at the customer base and I'll just say similar products that were sold in the past to try to predict which of the retailers of the 25,000 retailers would be most likely to be successful in selling a product that looks like this, whatever this happened to be. Right. With the objective, of course, being to drive as much revenue as we had historically from similar new product launches, but at the same time with a lower level of product sample investment. So really returning, you know, getting a better return on the investment because the retailers only paid for about a third of the overall sample cost. So the company was bearing two thirds of the cost of getting those samples into retail points of distribution.
0: Wow, that's really interesting. And um, and so, was it successful? Uh, I am extremely pleased to say, yes, it was
1: very successful. Um, uh, you know, at the time I was uh, a Qubit client working with Qubit and we had a great uh, team supporting our effort uh, from Qubit. Uh, great collaboration between our company and Qubit. And essentially what we did was we went through a process of scoring the customers. Uh, and to keep it simple, uh, we red, yellow, green lighted each customer in relation to a specific product that was going to be launched. And our sales team was using one of the more popular CRM solutions. I won't mention it here, but they would be able to log into that CRM solution and see recommended sample placements with a red, yellow, green light indicator next to it. Obviously the green light was to say, go ahead and place this sample with that customer. The red and yellow lights or the yellow light was really to say, okay, you need to use your judgment, uh, your experience to decide whether or not to place this. And then the red light was to say if you're going to place this sample you need to really provide us a solid justification for why and of course through that process we learned a lot we learned that some of the red lights really should have been green and here's why so you know it became a bit of an exercise in gathering more data to ultimately over time refine and improve the model but long story short what we found was that those customers who had been green-lighted, were three times as successful. They generated three times the revenue of the customers in the yellow and red light populations. So we were extremely pleased with the model and its performance. And that, like I said, it was just a first pass model. We had taken in more data to refine it yet again and make it even perform better. But uh, it was considered, uh, you know, really extremely successful and uh, obviously, beneficial to the company's bottom line.
0: What I really like about this is that it wasn't just a, a science experiment, right where you were um, uh, you know coming up with you know recommendations from the model, but it was actually because it was integrated in the CRM system that the sales folks were were using it it, it was fully operationalized and could become part of their everyday business processes, is that fair to say?
1: Yeah, I think you just hit the nail on the head. You know, um, advanced analytics for a lot of companies, they become frustrated because it kind of becomes this science experiment, if you will, because it doesn't gain traction, it's not embedded in the business. And that was one thing we were very intent on doing, was making sure that the analytics could be made operational. Uh, and that's one thing that I think Cubit does an extremely good job of is making analytics operational and something that the business can, you know, make use of.
0: Now, def- definitely. I mean, it's something that, that we're very passionate about. And one of the reasons we're doing this podcast is, is to try and convince lots of other people to, to put the same focus on it because there's all this clever stuff people are doing and it never gets out there. And so, you know, it's almost like it's, it's wasted effort, wasted genius, you know? mm-hmm. it's sad. Um, so it's, it's really nice to hear the story. And, and the other thing I, I, I just wanted to um, um, linger on for a second is what I think I heard you say was that you put this, this, you know, red, yellow, green light system into the CRM system before you actually changed the way in which you were sending out the product samples so that you could actually test the, the results. Did I get that right?
1: Right, right. So this, yeah, the salespeople could come in and look at the recommendations and then take action on those recommendations in terms of, you know, getting a sample actually shipped to the customer.
0: Yeah, and so when they overrode the orange or the red recommendation, that's when you learn something extra that you could then potentially feed back into the model.
1: Exactly. That feedback became invaluable because we, you know, learn things about customers that, you know, candidly, the CRM system didn't tell us. There was not information, uh, you know, supporting that or providing that visibility
0: and and this is also a lesson about modeling right that models are just models they're approximations of reality and it's very important to go into this understanding that you're always going to have to tweak it that potentially right it's not, not no models ever going to be perfect out of the gate but it's still going to be better than having nothing at all
1: right yeah exactly that's that's the attitude that i think you really have to take is that the model no matter you know, how much you might think it could be refined, a model typically is better than the status quo. Um, and I have come to look at models as really, you have to treat them almost as a living, breathing thing that, you know, you're, you're going to maintain, you're going to actively work with and actively over time improve because you gain new insights, gather new data that, uh, you know, can help in improving overall model performance.
0: Oh, that, that, that's a great, great image. So the last question I'd like to ask is, well, to tell you the truth, the story you've just told sounds great with a nice happy ending and flashing colored lights, um, but I'm sure it wasn't all plain sailing. So could you maybe share some, some practical advice, um, some, you know, some tips and tricks perhaps that someone else embarking on, on this kind of journey might be able to learn from and, and put to good use?
1: Uh, sure, uh, A.G., I think, uh, and this won't, I don't think this will shock anybody, but uh, certainly management support. Uh, you need senior level leadership bought in and supporting the initiative. Uh, and I'll even argue you need open minds because, you know, a lot of times analytic output can be, uh, counterintuitive can, can be a source of angst. Uh, you know, I'll say long held beliefs, tribal knowledge, those kinds of things can get, uh, challenged by the findings. And so, As for instance, in this case that I was speaking about, um, change management is important and you really have to be thoughtful, uh, not as you're just trying to implement change, but trying to, you you need to try to anticipate what change you would implement. Because in this case, we were asking a sales team to alter its behavior. And we're talking about behavior that had existed for over 20 years. Uh, In their case, they were strongly incented to get samples into retail stores uh, with little or no repercussion for maybe overspending on those sample placements. And so this analytic output was asking the sales team to, in effect, place fewer product samples, which for them initially was very counterintuitive and very uncomfortable to think I'm going to place less, but sell as much or potentially more. So um, change management is clearly important. And that then really ties back to senior management support that they're going to, uh, you know, help in driving that change to end of the end of the field with the people that, uh, that work for them.
0: Hmm. So, so, so the incentives for the sales team were not changed because presumably, even though they had an incentive to place samples, they presumably had a bigger incentive to sell more product. Right. Right.
1: And of course, get a better return on the samples placed.
0: Yeah. So, so how, you know, can you talk a little bit maybe about how long the project took, and, and let, let's split it up maybe into, into two phases, and you can tell me if there's more. But one phase would be you know, getting to that first working model, but then there's another phase of rolling it out, training, convincing the sales team, right? Yeah. Can you talk about maybe those?
1: Yeah, so certainly, um, well, I would say even phase 1a would be the the data gathering aspect and being sure that you can gather the data and have data of a you know quality level that will be supportive of what you're trying to do so there's that aspect then there's the you know the building of the model and obviously there are early iterations of the model that you know you need good business people partnered with you to look at that output and test the output for is it business reasonable? And, you know, based on that early feedback then refine it and get to a model that you feel comfortable is producing, you know, reasonable results. And in our case, we then partnered with a specific group of salespeople in a specific region to really pilot what we were trying to do. And that was where we got a lot of the early feedback that I'll say was very practical feedback that then led to you know yet another iteration of the model that we then that was then the basis for, okay, now we feel comfortable that we can take this out not just to a region but then roll it out to uh, you know the entire sales team across across North America.
0: Yeah, that's that 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 that's great. and um, and so, um, at the end of the day, end to end, I mean was this um a year in the making or oh
1: yeah, you, you did ask that question, and I didn't, I didn't <laughs> um yeah end to end I'll, I'll put it this way the from the start to kind of the end of that pilot phase was a as I recall it, and it has been a little while ago about about four or five months. And then you know that measured rollout uh, would have to the, to the broader sales team, uh, you know, would have taken place in a, I'll say in a couple of quarters, if you will.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. So just to recap your advice, I mean, senior management support, as you said, no one should be surprised. Yep. And um, and then maybe if I paraphrase the whole thing about change management, really don't underestimate. Uh, investment you need to make in, in the human element.
1: Exactly, exactly, because, like I said, analytics will challenge uh, conventional thinking frequently. Uh, will certainly challenge the status quo in terms of business processes in place that need to be altered to take advantage of, uh, you know, the model and the insight it provides.
0: But it's worth it.
1: Most definitely. Most definitely. The hill is worth the climb.
0: Well, thank you, Lee, so much for sharing this very fascinating story. Well, thank you, A.G. Well, that's it for today. Thank you for listening. We would love to hear from you. Do you have anything you would like to ask Cubit about analytics? You can tweet us at AskCubit or email us at info at com. That's info at quebit.com. Until next time.